Hello and welcome back to the Take a Trip podcast. Today I've got a bit of a dark episode. It's about the backrooms and I've known about the backrooms for a little while now. I think I found it on the depths of YouTube one day. I must have been scrolling and I found it back, I want to say it was 2018, but Sources say that this came up in 2019, so that's kind of weird. I know that I saw it surface a lot on TikTok and a lot of people were just asking so many questions like, what on earth is this backroom stuff? Why is everyone posting these creepy pictures of these creepy rooms? Why do they feel familiar? There was just so many questions. But before I go any deeper into this episode, I do want to say that this one will get kind of dark, kind of gruesome in some places. So if you can't handle darker topics, um, none of it is real, but if you can't handle sort of gruesome stuff and creepy stuff, then just click out and I'll see you next week for next week's episode. But if you're staying with me, I'm going to give you a little bit of a breakdown on what's going on here because it's all a bit crazy. So like I said, there's just been this trend circulating on TikTok. I think the first time I saw it was back when the pandemic just started. And this account kept posting these really, really creepy pictures of strangely familiar rooms. And I think everyone mutually hated how familiar these rooms felt. They were like these old late 70s-esque kind of empty office spaces and they there was no one in there. There was nothing in there and they had these weird walls that would just randomly poke out in the center of the room. So it's like they were segmented. If you think of like a call center, it was kind of like a call center where like the rooms are just segmented and it's like little separate rooms, but there's no actual door sec sectioning off the room. It's just such a weird, creepy vibe and everyone hates it. And I'm glad that everyone hates it because I hate it too. And a lot of people were losing their minds over these pictures of the rooms because where did they know them from? Are they real? Yes, the rooms are real, but there was a theory that came with these rooms. And yes, it came from 4chan. What goodness comes out of 4chan? Nothing good ever comes out of 4chan. So the background theory came about on the 21st of April, 2018 when an anonymous poster posted an image on 4chan's paranormal board. The image was captioned as unsettling, and to be honest, I couldn't agree more. This image featured a dingy yellow room with this horrible 70s wallpaper, and it has these little fluorescent lights, you know, like the strip lights over the top, that were just spitting out really uneven lighting. And it also showed this horrible, dank, musty smelling carpet. Well, it looks like it smells musty and all of the reports say it smells musty. So I'm just gonna stick with the whole musty situation. It really does look musty too. The photo itself was taken at a weird angle, which just intensifies the creepiness. And there seemed to be no exits and the room was segmented, like I said. A year later on the 14th of May, 2019, the image actually resurfaced on another thread, but on Reddit this time. And this post scored a decent 32,000 votes. The image was accompanied by this really creepy caption. And I'm going to read this out to you. And you make of it what you will. If you're not careful and you know clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms where it's nothing but the stink of old moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow and the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum hum buzz and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby because it sure as hell heard you. I hate that so much. I can't. I hate the thought of something being in the same room as me, me not knowing what it is, but it, like the other thing knowing exactly what I am. I hate that so much. To answer the given question in long form, 
The back rooms is said to be hidden inside of our reality as we know it. We just have to step out of our reality that we see around us right now. And this is done through no clipping. And no clipping is generally used to refer to video games when, I don't know if you've ever played a game where your character has done like a really strange move and then they've just randomly gone off the grids somewhere, somehow. I think in GTA San Andreas, there used to be a thing called Blue Hell, I believe. And you would just make, you know, a random move. You would jump in a random part of the map and you would just fall. And as you fall, if you look up, you can see the whole map of the game, like all of the city and, you know, the little roads and everything just slowly rising above you. And you're just falling underneath it and you're just in this massive blue void basically with just the map of the city above you that's what no clipping is and what people on reddit say is that you need to no clip out of our current reality right now to be able to enter the back rooms so the back rooms is basically just another dimension that is in our reality right now it's just another realm and a lot of backroom enthusiasts claim that you actually need to be asleep to enter this backroom place they say that you need to be in a semi-conscious state when you enter the back rooms and this means that you are unable to sleep. This is just a little psychology thing I learned on the side is that you enter this state of like insomnia. And I didn't even know that could be a thing, but apparently it is a thing. The backrooms theory relies heavily on it because now you're unable to sleep. With that comes a lot of mental and physical decline. And I just want to quickly say that I skipped over a lot of things in this episode regarding mental health because I noticed that the theory did use a lot of mental health references and i'm not comfortable with putting that in my podcast if you want to read about it i'm going to leave the links to the overall wiki fandom page down below and if you read at least a couple of random levels you'll see exactly what i'm talking about they just i don't know i don't know what the vibe of mental illness is here but i just don't like how it's been shown so now you've no clipped into this infinite maze what's next is there anything fun to do in this maze is there anything more than just those horrible dingy yellow rooms yeah there's actually a lot more and i'm gonna take you on a little tour around the back rooms just a little quick one because when i tell you i went to research this whole creepypasta there were thousands of levels i mean i went on the fandom page and my jaw dropped there are thousands and thousands of levels to this backrooms thing there needs to be a whole podcast made about the backrooms i don't know if anyone's done it yet but someone just needs to cover like one level per episode and just completely go in it is intense and it's kind of like a story i'll get into that later though so you start in the backrooms at level zero and this place is called the lobby this is where your horribly wallpapered 70s dingy smelly rooms are and there's blind spots everywhere and the occasional camera can be seen watching you from the ceiling but these cameras are said to be kind of rare. You can see cracks in the walls where people have previously tried to escape and oh yeah don't talk to strangers because they're definitely not human. We're going to talk about those people a little bit later on. So to access the next levels of the back rooms, you need to continue through the maze and eventually you'll come across some doors, which the doors themselves have a 50-50 chance of being genuine doors to the next levels or being fake doors that will lead you back to where you started or they will just take you to a really, really dangerous level, which warrants pretty much instant death. Level one is called Lurking Danger. 
After making it through that horrible, musty lobby, you enter this warehouse kind of situation and there's nothing much going on in here. It's more or less the same as level zero. After you've made it through the warehouse, you're gonna end up in this lovely, long pitch black hallway with elevators and long flights of stairs and my favorite, flickering lights. And in this level, there's apparently regular blackouts where the entities actually come to life. And I don't know why, but that just gives me full body shivers. I hate that so much. And I forgot to add that the fluorescent lights that you see in the back rooms are known to have this horrible buzzing sound. I did mention it earlier, but a lot of people say that this buzzing sound is so intense to the point where it just really starts to trouble your mindset and your mental state to the point where you start to become insane. So imagine being in all of these levels, all of these situations, and you've got this horrible buzzing going on at the same time. No, thank you, honey. So after noping the hell out of level two, you'll enter level three, which is called the electronic station. And you'll still be walking down a corridor, but this one is a lot narrower. Um, it's said to be a lot more claustrophobic. You'll still be walking down a dark corridor at the end of the day. It's no, not really much better. But this one has huge metal pipes running along the ceiling. And this one actually isn't as bad as the previous one because you're going to find a lot of useful items here like lighters and weapons. However, it'd say that most people would die here due to loss of sanity or just straight up being killed by another entity. Level four is the office. It's just an empty office building, no furniture, and some rooms have windows, but most have been blacked out because if you find an open window, honey, do not look out there. It's a trap and an entity will come and gobble you up in no time. This level is best known for the supplies such as almond water and food. Almond water is basically the holy water of the back rooms. A lot of levels mention this stuff. I've never heard of almond water in my life. I knew almond milk was a thing. I never knew that almond water existed. And to be honest, I was a lot happier in life when I didn't think it existed, but we move. Now this almond water is supposed to heal you mentally and physically. So mentally it will get rid of any voices that they say is going on inside your brain from, you know, insomnia and having that horrible buzzing sound in your ear all the time and it's said to speed up the healing process of a lot of wounds. But you've got to be careful because you can't drink raw almond water. You've actually got to boil it first, which I don't know who figured that one out. I feel bad for them because if you don't boil this water, you're going to get severe migraines and convulsions too. Um, no thanks. I'm good on that. Level five is the smallest room and it's named the Terra Hotel. This one is littered with random furniture and art decorations, which sit underneath a thick layer of dust and cobwebs. There aren't many entities here that are gonna hurt you. So this is actually one of the safest levels that you can end up on. Onto level six, this one's called Lights Out due to its small pitch black metal rooms, which are described as tiny boiler rooms. And I hate them. It explains that in this room, your mental state will decline a lot. Um, it says that there are other people nearby who have been trapped in the back rooms who are slowly going insane. And there's lots of screaming and noise. It says that this room promises wild hallucinations of your loved ones and of fake exits too. And if you haven't already declined completely with your mental state, then an entity will come and finish the job. On to level seven, if you make it through to this level, it's called the flooded house. And when you open the door to this level, you're actually looking down at a body of water. 
So imagine you've just opened a door and you can just see still water. As you study this water, you notice that you're actually facing down and you notice that this water is really still and it just doesn't seem to end. It just seems to go on for infinity. Well, if you step through the door, it's actually angled horizontally and you'll find that the room goes to a slant. And what is under all this water, you may ask? Well, a carpet of skeletons and bones in a thick layer of tar, of course, along with some big two fish, which I don't like the sound of. It's advised to not enter this water due to its coldness and you could just get yourself really ill and probably end up drowning because I didn't hear any mentions of land, it just said it was just straight water. So I'm guessing you're going to have to swim your way to level 8 because at level 8 there's a little cave system which is home to a lot of spider-like entities and actual real spiders too, which sounds like hell. So there's a queen spider and she bites and when she does bite, she kills. So she's one entity that you need to look out for and like level 6 and 7, it is pitch black with deep pools of water in the dead ends. But this water is literally the same as the previous level because when you enter it, so the black hands from underneath the water will just simply creep up and grab you and if you enter this water they will just tear you apart and drag you down to the bottom with them. And it doesn't actually end there because next you have the end which you would like to be the end but this is an absolute madness okay so it's described as a library with no books and one computer just one and they describe it as a very 80s room which is a difference to the horrible grimy 70s room and if you walk far enough into it you might even find a food court or a basement but the problem is is that this room promises nothing other than false hope you see to most people, most backroom fanatics, this room is just a mirage, it's just a, a hallucination of the escape. However, some people think that it's actually a cover-up for the true exit, so it just depends on what side you're on in the backroom's community. Um, to be honest, I don't know enough to even try to form an opinion because I haven't even, I haven't even tried to read all of the levels, to be honest with you. So. I'm not 100% sure, but I would like to think that it is a true exit rather than a false exit because that just sounds like hell. And there were also two other rooms that were mentioned as well. The beginning, a room where you could use a computer to code and manipulate the shape of a room, but only the shape of the room. It's not like you could manipulate anything bigger like the quantity of rooms or any entities in the room. You could only code the shape of it. You also had the hub. And this was just a giant hallway where you could weave in and out of levels through a series of immovable doors. Some doors were locked and they needed a level key and some doors were open. And when I said immovable, I mean like you can't open or close these doors. You can literally just unlock them and it will just open and it will stay that way forever. I personally think that the backroom's fanatics want it so that you can't escape this place. And it's honestly just a horrifying version of purgatory. <laughs> People online claim to voluntarily go there, which, honey, why? What about people that go to the back rooms but don't die? What happens to them? Well, it's a simple answer. They create colonies with people who they find on their travels and they... I saw some weird colonies on this fandom website, okay? On some levels you will encounter deceased people and then on other levels you will come across other humans like yourself. 
they're not always wanting to kill you as well you do get some wholesome clans and then you do get some really horrible demonic clans so we'll, we'll see which one we like i picked out a couple of my personal faves from the website so the first one is the colony of oramile or oramil i think it's oramile a friendly group of around a thousand people and the leader herself is included in this and she's called oramile and they're pretty welcoming and wholesome and they just want to be friendly and trade items with you if you've got something that's going to help them that's it they're pretty wholesome nice people 10 out of 10 right or how about the trollages this is a group of individuals that you do not want to encounter and it actually said in bold on the website that you must avoid them at all costs this is a group of individuals who are very hostile complete opposite to the oromile colony and they will cannibalize any outsider they find they usually kill on sight as well so pretty simple if you see these people try and run away as fast as you can my final favorite colony though this is my personal favorite are you ready this is actually a semi joke by the way on the website they said it was a semi joke it's not 100 serious but what even is serious in this theory at this point so this one is called the jimmy clan they're a nice bunch if you like jimmy but if you don't like jimmy you're gonna get killed so you're probably now thinking who the hell is jimmy let me tell you jimmy is a gender neutral spongebob you heard it here first you heard it here first a gender neutral spongebob who resides in the back rooms and he has a clan of people who support him and i love that this clan hate party goers which are actually another entity that reside in the back rooms on specific levels that's another thing in itself the entities we haven't actually gone in depth about them entities yet and i just want to give you a couple of entities i can't name all of them because like the levels there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of them so i picked out a few of the creepiest ones for you you're welcome so first i have the smiler the smiler resides on levels 2 to 34 they have big smiles and gleaming teeth and reflective eyes their appearance is unknown because you can only see their eyes and their teeth gleaming back at you in the dark while they slowly creep around you it's said that they can't reach high speeds and they can only really just crawl and walk slowly and i don't know why i hate that even more than i hate something that moves fast the next entity we have is called a clump it's kind of in the name for what this is a clump is a cluster of disembodied human limbs which are surprisingly kind of friendly but i don't think i know anyone who would really want to be best mates with a bunch of arms and legs and if you're like me and you come across as rude to the cluster its secret eight foot arm will reach out grab you and devour you with its razor sharp teeth and finally we've got the skin stealers this one is the worst i hate this so much when i learned about this i my skin was crawling so there's actually a little rhyme about this entity the rhyme goes blood's red he's not dead blood's not in sight he's ready to fight so skin stealers are known for having transparent blood they're actually identified by this and if you touch one of these entities they actually get really really agitated they will sprint towards you kill you then tear off your skin and wear it as disguise to get their next prey don't know who thought of that i don't know whose twisted mind that came out of but boy you can keep that negativity
that's like the main gist of the backrooms. All of this backroom stuff is just constantly evolving and just becoming more and more complex. One thing I did notice when I jumped into this rabbit hole was that it is just so much like a story. Like every single level to this backrooms theory is like another chapter to the story because it just puts so many missing dots together. And honestly, all I can do is praise the community that created this. I don't praise the mental health aspect of it because some things that people say are really messed up, some names they came up with, they were kind of rude, but it is just a theory, it's all fake, it's not real, so I get that, um, can't be too harsh on them, right? I can't tell you the amount of TikTok accounts that just gained so much popularity, especially, like I said, towards the beginning of the pandemic, when this was a big thing, when people just saw all of these really strange, creepy rooms that just look strangely familiar. I remember actually seeing the backrooms photo for the first time which I have posted over on my Instagram at take a trip podcast so you should go and have a look because boy is it scary. When I first saw this photo I also felt like it was very familiar. I was trying to look up a psychological explanation for this kind of sensation when you see a room and, and you feel like you've been there before. I couldn't really find that much but one thing I could find is just that due to the common themes of the late 70s wallpaper the wallpaper was a very generic wallpaper just looks like most shopping center slash stores so if you just walk into any store in most countries they mainly have the same layout i think that's where the familiarity comes from just that mix of the horrible dingy yellow wallpaper and then just a scene that you've probably seen before a room that you've probably seen something very similar to it before so I feel like that's why people feel very familiar with it, just because the photo has so many common denominators with pretty much any store or any sort of open space, open public room. A lot of people actually start to post reenactments of the back rooms as well. Um, a lot of people would enter abandoned buildings, which I do not suggest, don't do that at home kids. They would enter these abandoned buildings and someone would dress up as a demon and then the other one would just chase them around and a lot of them take this over to reddit and post these videos and i noticed that a lot of people genuinely believe that they are in this i don't know if that's a thing if that if we should be worried about that but a lot of people genuinely think that they are in the back rooms and they've been to the back rooms and they've witnessed it um that sounds like my worst nightmare not a fan of that i don't think i would want to do that it was definitely a trend at one point i remember seeing people just running from little dark figures that would just run across the hallway and they were captioning it something like i've been here for a hundred days and that's another little thing that i wanted to mention too is that there is no time space continuum in the back rooms there is nothing such as time or space but there is such thing as wi-fi yes lads you heard me right you can get wi-fi in the back rooms and on some levels it's stronger and on other levels it's weak but people are advised against using the wi-fi because entities can actually use it to track you so maybe just turn that offer down and i also to further my research my very serious research i played a backrooms game on my pc and i got it on steam it was free and it was literally just called the backrooms and i played it at like two in the morning which was a bad idea because i made my way in there and it was actually really fun um the game does show how the mental state of the person starts to decline and they start to hallucinate and the vision goes weird um the game was really cool but I, I alt tabbed straight out of it when I saw a demon just chilling in the corner and it tried to chase me and from that moment I was like you know what this is a game why am I even stressing myself out let me just get out of this so I just quickly exited and never revisited that game so yeah that's pretty much 
all I've got for you on the backrooms theory. This theory, I don't know, it just unsettles me. Doing this research, I just felt on edge the whole time. I hope I did it some justice and I hope this episode makes some kind of sense. So thank you for listening to this episode. This was episode three. I hope you enjoyed and thank you so much for the good feedback on my previous two episodes. I actually really appreciate it. I'm your host Leah and I just told you about the backrooms theory and you're probably not going to sleep tonight. This was the Take a Trip podcast. Go follow me over at Take a Trip podcast on Instagram and I believe on Twitter my at is at Take a Trip pod. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for making it this far if you have and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye!